$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. The year was 1850 in the United States. American Express was founded by Henry Wells and William Fargo. Los Angeles, San Francisco are incorporated as cities in California. And in Bloomington, Illinois, the Bloomington Cemetery was founded. 170 years after its founding, as you travel slightly south of the city center, you enter the now evergreen Memorial Cemetery on East Miller Street. This old sleepy cemetery has suffered from vandalism and deterioration over its many years. But today, it's well looked after by the city of Bloomington. Among the permanent residents of Evergreen, you'll find five U.S. representatives and a U.S. senator, the founder of the Illinois State University, two Civil War generals, a major league baseball player, and a vice president of the United States. But if you go to the very back of the cemetery, no, not the back, but the very back back, as far back as you can go, there, you will find someone very, very special. The small 122-year-old, unremarkable stone is severely weathered and worn. The words and markings on the stone have faded long, long ago. Buried next to two old bushes rests a young five-month little girl whose name is forever memorialized in one of the best-known stories in American literature, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Dorothy lived in the midst of the great Kansas prairies with Uncle Henry, who was a farmer, and Aunt Em, who was the farmer's wife. Dorothy Louise Gage was born to Sophia and Thomas Gage on June 11, 1898, in Bloomington, Illinois. Little Dorothy's father was the brother to Maud Baum, who the world knows as the wife to the wonderful Wizard of Oz author, Lyman Frank Baum. To better understand how and why little Dorothy's uncle could have used her name in his book, you first have to get to know him and his background. Lyman Frank Baum, or better known as L. Frank Baum, or to his family and friends as Frank, was born on May 15, 1856 in New York. His father owned a barrel factory, 
which allowed him to live a rather comfortable childhood. Frank was named after his uncle, but chose to use his middle name as he wasn't too fond of the name Lyman. Frank suffered from a heart condition, which later resulted in him leaving school at the Peak Skill Military Academy, which he had entered when he was 12. He never graduated high school. Instead, he spent his time acting and writing for theater. Frank led a decent career in journalism for a newspaper before starting to write children novels in his 40s. He and his wife Maud married in 1882. After having their four sons, he learned he had a real talent for storytelling after creating tales for his boys. Something also interesting is that Maud was the daughter of famed suffragist Matilda Gage. Fifteen years after Frank married Maud, he published his first book for children, titled Mother Goose in Prose. That was then followed by Father Goose, his book, which became very popular at the time. Father Goose, his book, became the best-selling children's book of 1899. Back to little Dorothy. When she was born in June of 1898, her Aunt Maud fell in love with her. Maud and Frank had all sons, so when Dorothy came along, she was someone very special to her. At the time, they were living in Chicago, so little Dorothy was less than three hours away in Bloomington. By November 1898, Frank was putting together the story that Maud had been pushing him to write. This story is one he told his sons and their friends, which evolved and grew over time with each retelling. It was a fairy tale story about a magical land and a little girl who wanted to return to her loving aunt. While putting his story to paper, with a wooden pencil he would later frame above his desk, little Dorothy died suddenly of what they called brain congestion at the time. Little Dorothy's death devastated Maud, who traveled to her funeral on November 15, 1898, in Bloomington. Frank, seeing his wife so devastated by the loss, decided to immortalize little Dorothy by naming the lead character in his book, Dorothy. In the original book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, which is sitting right in front of me as I read this, Frank writes, quote, This book is dedicated to my friend and comrade, my wife, Although I've seen the 1939 movie, The Wizard of Oz, I will admit I have never read the book until creating this podcast. As I flip through the old pages of this first edition book, published in 1900, I am pleasingly shocked by how well the illustrations are. Something that immediately catches my eye is that in all the illustrations, Dorothy is a very, very young little girl, much younger than Judy Garland in the movie. After reading the book, some things stick out to me that I think may be worth mentioning. As I mentioned, Dorothy is a very young child who lives with her loving aunt and her uncle who works too much. After a cyclone rips Dorothy away from her aunt, she is then taken to a magical place and spends the rest of the book trying to get home to the said aunt. I can't help but wonder... Did Frank base this book off little Dorothy being separated from her aunt, as was the case with little Dorothy of Bloomington and her Aunt Maud? 
The Wonderful Wizard of Oz was published in 1900. In fact, Frank took the first pages off the printer and bound them together as a gift for his sister. The public first saw the book at a book fair at the Palmer House in Chicago on July 5, 1900. Book distribution started in September of that year, and within a month, all of the first 10,000 books were sold. In the second edition, 15,000 books were nearly depleted. By the time the book enters the public domain, in 1956, 3 million copies would be sold. Over the years, Frank and his family did share some secrets about the book, such as many characters and ideas in the novel are based on Baum's experiences. As a child, Frank had reoccurring nightmares of a scarecrow chasing him in a field. Moments before the scarecrow's ragged hay fingers gripped his neck, he would fall apart before his eyes. Tin Woodman was born from Frank's attraction to window displays. He always wanted to make something captivating for the window displays, so he used an eclectic sort of scraps to craft a striking figure from a washer boiler, he made a body. From bolted stovepipes, he made arms and legs. And from the bottom of a saucepan, he made a face. Frank then placed a funnel hat on the figure, which ultimately became the Tin Woodman. John D. Rockefeller was someone Frank's father highly disliked. Rockefeller was seen as a greedy oil baron. It's believed Frank used Rockefeller as an inspiration for the wizard's scary persona. In the early 1880s, the bomb opera house was consumed in flames from a flicker from a kerosene lantern during his play, Matches. In the book, the Scarecrow shares his biggest terror. Quote, there is only one thing in the world I am afraid of, a lighted match. While trying to come up with a name for the magical land that Dorothy travels to, he sat back in his chair and looked at the filing cabinet. There were three drawers, marked A to G, H to N, and O to Z. And so, Oz was born. So again, I go back to my question. Could Frank have based this book off his niece dying and leaving her aunt? The introduction to the book states, quote, The story of the wonderful Wizard of Oz was written solely to pleasure children of today. It aspires to being a modernized fairy tale in which the wonderment and joy are retained and the heartaches and nightmares are left out. L. Frank Baum, Chicago, April 1900. One thing is certain. The person Frank dedicated this book to was his wife, Maud, And Maud was experiencing heartache and a nightmare with the loss of her niece, Dorothy. In the first chapter of the original edition of the book, Dorothy lives with her aunt and uncle when she is suddenly ripped from them. The fairy tale explains how she goes to a magical land and desperately wants to get back to her loving and caring aunt. The final chapter of The Wizard of Oz is chapter 24, Home Again. Aunt Em had just come out of the house to water cabbages when she looked up and saw Dorothy running toward her. Holding the little girl in her arms and covering her face with kisses. Where in the world did you come from? From the land of Oz, said Dorothy gravely. And here is Toto, too. 
And oh, Aunt M, I'm so glad to be at home again.